Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Have you ever had the opportunity to think to yourself, see, I told you so. <laughs> now, now it's not good to actually say that out loud, but... But have you ever thought it? I, w- I was talking to my small daughter the other day, and, and I was trying to explain how the country works. We, we are called the United States of America. And well, What does that mean, she asked. I explained that when this country was set up and made, they decided to keep all these different areas called states. <laughs> they could make laws that were different from each other, but, but they were all under one umbrella. For example, here in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon has a law that says that you cannot pump your own gasoline into your car. You have to have an attendant do it. But in Washington, you can't find anyone to do it. <laughs> you have to do it yourself because, because the law says that you can do it. And so all, all gas stations let everybody pump their own gas. In Oregon, there is no sales tax. The price you see in the store is the price you pay at the counter. In Washington, there is no income tax. And, and these, these different changes, they, 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 all, they all change once you cross the Columbia River. So why would our founding fathers actually set things up this way? Why not do it like, well, any other country where you have a, a centralized government? Well, they saw value having a lot of different let's say petri dishes, so to speak. I mean, mean, we have today 50 different petri dishes, or if you're Barack Obama, you think that there's more than 50 states, but that's another one. If, If one state wanted to do something that another state didn't, well, that was fine. I mean, within reason, of course, but one state could experiment with a a certain law and see if it was effective or not. And, and if it was, then, and then others could follow. And if it, if it was not a good law to pass or a route to go down, then, then it didn't really affect the others. Well, California to the South of us here in the Pacific Northwest has taken on a, a liberal tract for a while now. They, they have elected leaders that spend way more than they collect in taxes. <laughs> I mean, resulting in really massive debt. They have they have tried new ways to educate their their children in public schools. They have just created a lot of rules and regulations for for their people that that gives government a lot of control but but stifles private business. And and this has been okay because they are their own state. And they can make their own laws as long as they, of course, follow under that umbrella of the United States. The problem with California is that the liberal route that they have taken is, is, is now proving to be an absolute failure. If, if this was a real Petri dish, <laughs> then we would just, you know, take one look at it and just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> A few years ago, uh, on on a fly fishing trip uh, to North California, um, the my my fishing buddy and I we we stayed at closed campground after closed campground. Now it was kind of nice for us because because we were the only ones there. 
we, we, I mean, we had to, to pack our stuff in since they had placed big boulders across the entrances. Um, but, but they, but they sure were quiet. <laughs> I mean, they had, you know, we had to park our car and then, you know, pack our stuff in and then, you know, pack our stuff out. But, but why were they closed? Well, the state is out of money and, and they're in massive debt and they literally don't have enough money to keep their campgrounds open. My family and I, we, we just recently got back from a week-long road trip in which we drove up the, the Pacific coast on our way home, right up uh, through, Canada, uh, through uh, California there. And at one point, we had to pay, get this, $7.40 a gallon for gasoline. Yes, $7.40. Why? Because their regulations there, they, they increase the price of gas and, and, and really just about anything else. This little experiment that California has, has been doing with liberalism is having devastating effects. And, and they are now having to, to start paying the bill for it. And in an article from Real Clear Investigations, uh, going back to April 13th, Joel Kotkin, uh, he, he says this. He says, even today, amid a mounting exodus among those who can't afford it, and with its appeal diminished to businesses and newcomers, California, legendary state of American dreams, continues to inspire optimism among progressive boosters. Laura Tyson, a longtime Democratic economist now at the University of California at Berkeley, uh, praises the state for creating, quote, the way forward, unquote, to a more enlightened market capitalism. Like-minded analysis tout Silicon Valley's massive wealth generation as as evidence of progressivism promise. The the Los Angeles Times suggested uh, approvingly that the the Biden administration's goal is to, quote, make America California again. (laughs) And despite dark prospects in November's midterm elections, Well, the president and his party seem intent on proving it. (laughs) But most Californians, according to recent surveys, see things differently. They point to rising uh, poverty and and inequality, believing believing the state is in a recession and that it is headed in the wrong direction. Parting with state's uh, cheerleaders, the, the New York Times' Ezra Klein, who's a, a reliable progressive native of Californian, says the Golden State's failure is making liberals squirm. And the reality may be maybe worse than even Klein admits. Uh, in, in a new report from Chapman University, it found California in a state of existential crisis, losing both its middle age and middle class, while its poor population faces diminishing prospects. Despite the state's myriad of advantages, you know, research shows it, 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 it plagued, it's plagued by economic immobility and inequality. Uh, it's, it's crushing housing and energy costs and a failing education system. Worse than just a, a case of, of progressive policies creating recessive outcomes, it appears California is descending into something resembling modern-day feudalism uh, with the the poor and the weak uh, trapped by policies subsidized by taxes paid by the rich and the powerful. 
California may conjure images of Rodeo Drive and Malibu mansions in the public imagination. But today, the state of affairs uh, and, and, and in, in California, it, it, they basically, California suffers the highest cost adjusted poverty rate in the U.S. The poor and the near poor constitute over one third, well over 10 million of the state's residents, according to the Public Policy Institute of California. Los Angeles, by by far, the, the state's largest metropolitan area, and and once a magnet for middle-class aspirations, has, has one of the highest poverty rates among major U.S. cities. In, the, in a United Way of California analysis shows that over 30%, yes, 30% of residents lack sufficient income to cover basic living costs, e- even after accounting for public assistance programs. This includes half of Latino and 40% of black residents. Some two-thirds of non-citizen Latinos live at or below the poverty line. Quote, in California, there is this idea of, oh, we care about the poor. But on this metric, we are literally the worst. (laughs) Unquote. That's Stanford University's Mark Dungan who's a uh, principal author, author of an economic comparison of California with Texas, uh, and told that to the San Francisco Chronicle. The, the state's poverty and associated dysfunction uh, are on full display in leading cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, where, where a large underclass now inhabits the streets. The once iconic locales, having become poster children for you know, urban dysfunction, beyond massive homeless camps, crime has become so bad that the LAPD has warned tourists it can no longer protect them. San Francisco, meanwhile, suffers the highest poverty crime rate in the country. Businesses like Walgreens have shut down numerous Bay Area locations due to rampant burglaries. Homelessness and crime increasingly dominate the state's political discourse, particularly in, in these to deep blue bastions. California also faces growing inequality by by the Gini index, a ma- a measure of the the distribution of income across a population. California has the third highest uh, inequity or in, uh, inequality behind New York and Louisiana and has experienced the fifth largest expansion of inequality since 2010, according to the American Community Survey data. California also suffers the widest gap between middle and upper middle income earners of any state. Once among the most um, you know, egalitarian regions in, in, the, in the country, Silicon Valley has become among the most segregated places in the country. City Lab has described the technology hub as a region of segregated innovation, a a trend becoming more pronounced according to recent research. Silicon Valley now boasts its own underclass of those who clean its buildings and provide food service. Nearly 30% of its residents rely on public or private financial assistance. 30%. Similarly, according to the Brookings Institute, San Francisco, the technology's most important urban center, has experienced the most rapid growth in 
uh, inequity among the nation's large cities in the last decade. The California Budget and Policy Center has named the city first in California for economic inequality. The, the average income of the top 1% of households in the city averages $3.6 million, 44 times the average income of the bottom 99%, which stands, of course, at $81,000 in a city and a state with the high, with a very high cost of living. The situation is worse uh, and uh, elsewhere in the state. Over the past decade, more than 80% of California jobs paid under the median income and most under $40,000 annually. It, that's a poverty wage in California. Now, worse yet, as, as demonstrated in, in, in the analysis, California lags all peer com- competitors. They lag Texas, Arizona, Tennessee, Nevada, Washington, and Colorado in, in creating a high-wage jobs in fields like, like business and, and professional services um, as, as even tech growth begins to shift elsewhere. The biggest losers in California have been those industries that historically provided the best opportunity for the working class people, manufacturing and construction and energy, as well as agriculture, the state's historic economic powerhouse. On a per capita basis, California builds only a fraction of the housing compared to its main rivals, while corporate new investment, suggests a new Hoover Institute study, has shriveled to a rate one-tenth Texas and one-sixteenth that of Ohio. The state's climate change policies, however however well-intentioned, have had a particularly devastating impact on manufacturing. California's renewable energy push has generated high energy prices and the the nation's least reliable power grid, crippling an an industry reliant on fossil fuels and, and a a stable uh, electric supply. The, the state fell to 44th in the country in manufacturing sector employment growth last year. Its industrial new job creation has lagged com- uh, competitors such as Nevada and Kentucky and Michigan and Florida. Even without adjusting for costs, no California metro, metro ranks in the U.S. top 10 in terms of offering well-paying blue-collar jobs, notes the New York Times. But for Ventura, Los Angeles, San Jose, and San Diego sit among the bottom 10. As the uh, Environmentalist Breakthrough uh, Institute summarizes it, the uh, state's climate agenda has created a new green Jim Crow era, keeping more people, particularly minorities, in poverty. Housing policy has also hurt most most those that that that, that can afford it the least. Uh, California's state planning policies aim to reduce urban sprawl. The shift to locales where costs are lower and the state is is gaining um, migrants. The heavily minority Inland Empire, which has little political influence, now has more people than San Francisco metropolitan area, which dominates the state's politics. But the former is unable to reverse any of these policies. Despite expectations by planners that limited 
suburban growth uh, would reduce the prices for the masses and in greenhouse emissions by encouraging density. Uh, studies in, in Vancouver, Canada, and several other locations have shown the opposite. They associate densification with higher land and housing prices. California has the highest urban density of any state, yet suffers the second highest housing costs and rents of any state except Hawaii. Now, I can say even here in the Pacific Northwest, we have taken the same type of tack where uh, where where the government has tried to um, push together everybody into uh, urban growth boundaries. So you can't get outside that and build a house, really. And so they, they've wanted to pack people in. And all of a sudden, we're seeing all of these housing prices go up. I mean, just massive increases and rents that have skyrocketed. And why? Because... <laughs> that's the way it works. It's called supply and demand. When you don't have a, a, uh, enough land to build a house on, well, what land is that that's there is going to go way up in price. It's just, it's just what used to be common sense and now is uncommon sense. On this issue, some media coverage appears to have been influenced by the pro-density preferences of tech titans like Mark Zuckerberg. Stifling large and, and minority middle and working class families bear the brunt of such policies. According to the recent American Enterprise Institute survey, California is home to six of the nation's worst markets for first-time homebuyers. It would take more than 100 years for the median income household to save a, a, a mortgage on a medium-priced home in San Francisco, Los Angeles, or San Jose. The state now ranks 49th in home ownership rate, pro producing far less new housing than competitive regions like Arizona, Texas, or Florida. A recent study by economist John Husing, who's found out uh, not one unionized construction worker can afford a medium-priced home in any coastal California county. Unable to buy their own home, many working-class families find themselves paying extraordinarily high rents, with more than half of all renters shelling out in excess of 30% of household income, the traditional definition of an outsized housing burden, right? Nearly 4 in 10 California households meet or exceed this level. Not surprisingly, one quarter are contemplating a move elsewhere. <laughs> High rents and house prices, um, you know, along with low wages, also have produced the nation's highest level of overcrowding. Nor has densification brought the you know, purported uh, environmentalist benefits uh, cited by the California's champion at, at Brookings and, and in the Biden administration. The pro-density... Uh, Turner Center uh, uh, projects that if California's cities followed the density guidelines, at best, the state would see a 1% reduction in emissions. That's if they did everything they want to do. 1%. Well, historically, education has seen, particularly among traditional liberals, as, as you know, critical to upward mobility for poor and working class people. Yet, for decades, the state schools 
have underperformed national norms, particularly for poor students. Since 1998, California has ranked, on average, 46th in 8th grade reading and mathematics uh, subject areas and, and performance on the National Assessment for Education Progress. The only comparable assessment between between states uh, nationwide is this NAEP, and they come in at 46th. This includes comparisons with um, you know, demographically similar states like Texas, which spends less money per student than California does. Today, almost three of five California high schoolers are not prepared for either college or a career, and the percentages are far higher for Latinos, African Americans, and the economically disadvantaged. Among the 50 states, California ranked 49th in the performance of poor, largely minority students. San Francisco, the, the epicenter of California's woke culture and, and, and site of the recent recall of several le- leftists on the school board members there, um, suffers the worst scores for American, uh, African Americans of any county in the state. These students are often unprepared for college. At, at California State University, where ethics study programs are now mandated, the need for remedial courses is very high. 40% of freshmen dem- demonstrate a low level of preparedness in such basic skills as reading comprehension, writing, and mathematics. Some educators have decided to eliminate this problem by eliminating remedial classes. <laughs> so, so they just keep going down the rabbit hole. California's modern curriculum, which focuses on how to build new possibilities for post-imperial life, that promotes collective narratives of transformative resistance, they call it, may only exacerbate these problems by inculcating the attitudes, uh, you know, antithetical to those necessary to succeed in, in higher competitive economic, um, you know, capitalist system. So in other words, the, these guys are, are doubling down on their liberalism and their progressivism, and it's only going to make things worse. Many California educators from the highest reaches of academia down to the grade school level champion equity in education over developing hard math skills and, and fostering experience. Even basic life skills, such as being on time, are askewed. In the San Diego Unified School District, they will no longer count such you know, scruples as turning in work on time in grading and evaluation. It may reduce the penalties for cheating. And this is justified as a way to redress racial issues as many of the, you know, male factors, like most California students, <laughs> are, are from disadvantaged minority groups. Most Californians support charter schools, including nearly half of all Democrats, and three chapters of the, of the Southern California NAACP, San Diego, San Bernardino, and Riverside. The state's powerful teachers' unions and the Democrats they, they back oppose such education alternatives. Tech uh, titans once focused on improving schools. Now they seem less engaged. This may make sense given the extent to which 
tech uh, rallies on on global talent rather than recruiting locally. In in 2018, three quarters of the tech workforce in the Bay Area was foreign born. A majority on short term, you know, non immigrant visas. The answer to many of the problems plaguing California's struggling lower classes has been to throw more of the upper classes money at them. Michael Burnick, a, a former director at the state's uh, employment uh, development department, says the culture for much of California driven by state's politics is one of benefits and now guaranteed income, not a jobs strategy or uh, expectation. California is unlikely to be devoting the state's surplus driven largely by stock and property gains among the wealth as, as Texas and other states do to attract businesses. Instead, as Mernick suggests, the preference has, has been to boost the welfare state as it did in initiating record setting stimulus payments during the pandemic. It is now contemplating handing out debit cards to cope with the high energy prices created by the state's environmental policies. California's technology industry consists uh, of staunch fun- funders of state's progressive Democrats. They may themselves be, be obsessed workaholics and living, you know, uh, testaments to entrepreneurial capitalism. But Greg Fernstein, uh, who uh, interviewed 147 digital company founders, says most believe that an increasingly greater share of economic wealth will be generated by a smaller slice and very talented or original people. Everyone else will increasingly subsist on some some combination of part-time entrepreneurial gig work and government aid. Many prominent bi- business people, um, you know, including those who made their fortunes in California, like Zuckerberg and and and, and even Elon Musk and those. Um, you know, they, they, they have, uh, embraced the notion of a guaranteed wage. I mean, we, we saw that, uh, even in, in the last presidential election, uh, where there were those that were touting this, this, uh, um, this, this guaranteed wage where people would, would get a, uh, just basically a handout, a, a check from the government. This, this out, um, this out um, migration uh, trend from California cannot be dismissed as white flight because so many people are leaving California now. An analyst, uh, analysis of minority population flows shows the Latino and, and American uh, African Americans uh, are settling increasingly west of the Sierras, particularly in the South, Texas, and parts of the Midwest. Similarly, the foreign-born population so critical to the state's economy, has declined in Los Angeles over the past decade and stagnated in in the Bay Area while swelling in places like Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, Austin, Houston, Nashville, and and even Midwestern uh, cities like uh, Columbus and and Des Moines and, and Indianapolis. Simply put, California is in danger of losing its youthful mojo. Many of those leaving, according to the IRS data, come from young, middle and working class families. When 
these people leave, birth rates plummet. Los Angeles and San Francisco rank last and second to last in birth rates among the 53 U.S. major metropolitan areas. Among California's big metros, only Riverside, San Bernardino exceeds the national average in women ages between 15 and 50 with births. California's total fertility rate along, uh, long above the national average is now the nation's 10th worst. Los Angeles County uh, alone has lost three quarters of a million people under 25 and passed uh, in the past 20 years. California today is as old as the rest of the country and aging 50% faster than the national norm. It's rapidly replacing the surfboard with a walker. <laughs> so we can see what happens when, when the Petri dish called California just absolutely goes to pot. It isn't turning out too well for them. Let's make this a lesson for other states that have been inclined to follow their lead. Let's let's look at other states that have not overregulated and overspent and overtaxed and over experimented on kids and 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 others that that call their state home. The the party is over, and now it's time to clean up and pay the bill. It will be a very difficult road ahead for them, but. It is a road that they have chosen. Many of us that are conservative have seen this coming for a while now. And we have warned those that have supported these liberal policies that that this would be the result. We can finally and now confidently say, see, I told you so, (laughs) even if we don't actually say that out loud. Now, you may agree with me and you may disagree with me, but I would definitely love to hear from you. You can always go to Facebook and our page there. Uh, you can go to Instagram, you can go to MeWe, or you can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organite Communications.